0: Welcome to episode 149 of the Lighthouse Educator Development Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I've got my guy, Wilkie Law, on the horn. Will, what's going on?
1: Oh, man, I'm in a great place right now, man. I'm loving it. Just got done teaching Saturday school, um, and and it was just wonderful. I love teaching small groups. It makes a big difference than teaching 35 kids, only teaching eight or nine. So, real good right now. And it, t- it turned cold here. I hate to say that. It's Don't cold. Do not start with me. <laughs> but it's cold. I mean, it's like 40 degrees right now. So,
0: yeah, you know how much snow we have here? Um, a few inches maybe? Yeah, like 15. <laughs> wow. But I will I will say, Wilkie, did you not acknowledge the fact that I was on TV? Did I did see, see that?
1: that I love that I you know I, I was joking with, with of my like, when I saw it I was in class and I actually put the video up so my students could see it
0: <laughs> it's hilarious so enough about me and my 15 minutes of local tv news fame we're excited because we have Vanessa Cronin on the podcast who is the host of the Empowered Teaching Podcast Vanessa how are you
2: hey Kyle good how are you how are you Will
0: I am wonderful good thanks for asking Doing really good I'm
2: so honored to be here like you yeah. have no idea this means like the world to me this is my first interview I feel so I feel like a star oh, wow. hey mama I'm making it <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah you know that's crazy Um, it's it's cool because we've tried to as much as we can connect with other podcasts especially in the education format because it's like it's such a cool medium and there's so much that we can do that we really want to expose as many as we can and it's and it's fun to talk to other people who do it too so you can kind of like share stories um of of what it's like to uh to be doing this because it's like were you I guess this is an off script a little bit were you nervous to start your podcast
2: was I nervous of course I was oh my gosh um of course absolutely but I was more excited or nervous i feel like it is i so before this is off the script but before i even came to the stage before i even became a teacher um i so i went to school for journalism i have a bachelor's in journalism and i used to make a living as a radio host so radio was my life was my passion was what like filled me up and then right. one day i was like i i i want to learn english so I came up to the States and left that aside and and sort of forgot about that because I, I couldn't do radio anymore I, up here. First of all, I didn't know English when I came 11 years ago, so it was impossible to to <laughs> to, to think about, you know, doing radio in America when I, I couldn't even speak the language. So
0: Wow. Yeah, that's awesome though. We'll have to, we'll have to dive into that a little bit when we talk about your podcast more, but Will's going to kind of get you started by explaining what we try to do with our podcast and ask you a few uh, introductory questions. All right.
1: Okay. Well, we started this podcast um, going to spend two years now, um, almost two years. And we've um, two full years almost. And initially it was just a conversation between Kyle and myself. We wanted to kind of share what we were experiencing in the classroom um, with an audience. Uh, At that point, we didn't know who was listening, mainly was our friends and and family <laughs> um, right and then slowly we started using social media to reach out to people like yourself um, to come and take a part of that conversation so you know for us it kind of morphed into this this conversation with other teachers so that we can gain influence from others who who are doing the same thing that we're doing and uh, we just feel like there's always strength in numbers and as teachers we always have to feel like you know we're not by ourselves it's not um, just go ahead
2: I'm, I'm like, I'm so proud of you guys. Like I, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months now. And first of all, when you like DM me and ask me, I was like, what? Like, who am I for them to want to want to have me? And that's the reason why we do what we do, because you want to feel you, you, you guys say this often. We, you you want to let other teachers know that they are not alone and, and it is like it's like your dream to share what you know with others and to know that what you know can help a little bit a teacher or a kid somewhere else is something like it fills my soul mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. what we do it. so i, I am mm-hmm. more than a hundred podcasts that's a lot of work like wow about you because mm-hmm. that's a lot of work a lot of work
1: and it's funny because, you know, you talked about letting them know, you know, we're saying not, not alone. But I remember the, um, the post you made on IGTV um, when you would, you know, you had your moment. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, And I think as teachers, we don't have in. those often enough. We, we, we don't admit to them. But you, you admitted to that moment. And when you were, as you were speaking, I just said those same words almost to some colleagues at my school and i told them they were like i say don't cry because you want to give up cry because you care
2: yes yes you know yes.
1: cry and scream out because you care so much yes. that you want to make an impact and when it doesn't go right
2: mm-hmm. yeah and and, and and even the person who loves their job the most ah, oh, mm-hmm. you still gonna have days where the lesson didn't go as you planned when their kids didn't behave <laughs> as- usually they will behave or or, or someone didn't like what you did or someone got hurt and and you get hurt and and because and because you care so much and because we care so much is that we get hurt right because you get hurt when you put your feelings into something and and we educators put you know not only our hands and our brain and and our expertise we 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 put our hearts in it, and so mm-hmm. you get hurt. And there are days when, yeah, you walk out of school crying, and and that's okay. You go, you know, wipe those tears down, go home, have a like I call it, I like to call it a grape,
1: grape juice,
2: a grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call it. I
1: call it I a taught, grape juice. Like, yeah, I need to have me some grape juice. <laughs> and so,
2: and and that's it. it. Then you then you go back next day and do it all over again.
1: Absolutely, we, we yes. have a unique experience that we get to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and I could say that's almost a a carbon copy of when Wilkie and I met, we were teaching together and I was like perpetually in that emotional space. Like everything I do was so emotionally based that it was clouding all of my teaching. And he kind of really helped me to see, I guess, to round myself back into emotionally who I wanted to be because I wasn't, I wasn't getting upset. Like, At tears, I was getting upset with kids for things that were just like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: pretty, pretty minor, and and I just was really trying to be like, you know, I'm I'm the teacher, I'm this, I'm that, and it was just because I didn't feel like great about myself because I'd invested, like you said, I I invested so much, I I left my family, and you know, this was four years earlier, I left my family. wisconsin i didn't know anybody when i moved to houston but i was like i want to teach i'm i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and i came off a really rough kind of separation at my first school and luckily i was lucky to have wilkie not just you know at my school or you know he was on my team so i mean and from there that's where all of this that's where all of this has come from (laughs) right
2: Oh. That's so awesome. Like that's that's honestly that's that's what we do. Like and with and with a podcast, that's what you do. You want to pick up your peers. You you want to let mm-hmm. a teacher know that hey, you're drowning. It is not just you. You know, all of us. But we have <laughs> all of us to like help pick up each other. So it's mm-hmm. like we're we're all in it together. That's what right. we do. This. Right. So,
0: so oh. go ahead. I was just gonna say, i'm I'm looking at our questions and it's and it's down the list, but as long as we're talking about the podcast, we might as well skip to it. Like, you know what have what have you learned most, you know, from your podcast, you know that you've taken in yourself or or what are some common themes that you've learned from your guests? because we you know we're in the point where now we're starting to like write write our first book about kind of how our journey together as teammates and friends and colleagues, has kind of been intertwined with what we've learned in the podcast. So what are some things you've really learned in doing wow. the podcast?
2: Writing a book. That that sounds amazing. Good for you guys. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see it, to read it. Yeah. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, I feel that from every guest that I have had, and once again, I started the podcast uh, six months ago. There are currently 21 episodes out, I believe. Um, so I haven't had too many guesses but from every guess there is a little something that i that i take home with me like like when i interview for example like my last interview which was with um a teacher called perla or your brand new teacher um who teaches on the border in mexico 22 years old um, I I saw her IG handle and I was like, I gotta have her because I wanna know what it's like to teach on the border. Mm-hmm. Um, she she like told me that you know, hey, you know, everything is not always as bad as you see it. She loves her job and she and she talked so highly about her community and about her kids and about you know, she like showed me this whole side of, of of the border that I wasn't seeing anywhere. So she told oh. me that things are not always as you look at them, you have to go deeper, you have to dig deeper to find out like the truth of everything. Um, when I talk to uh, Gary Gray, who you guys have also,
0: oh.
2: have been, have.
0: That's that's our guy, he's <laughs> the best.
2: Mm-hmm. So he, <clears throat> oh, he made me feel so good because so, I am an immigrant and I am the only latina in my school and um and, and I feel this pressure to to work harder and I feel this pressure that oh my gosh, I have to prove myself and and he told me that he also feels that way and that, and it's okay to feel that way like there's nothing that you can do to prove you know, to, to not feel that way, to not feel that you have to work harder because unfortunately, unfortunately, like how society sees sees us, like when they see an immigrant, they go like, oh yeah, well, you know, huh, she's, she's a Mexican or she's, oh, he's, a, you know, um, I don't know, a Costa Rican or whatever. And they don't have very high expectations on you. So he told me that it was okay to, to feel the way I feel and that, you just work hard and give yourself and give like your best and, and try to not like take it as hard on you as you do. So mm-hmm. it was really releasing to talk to him because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one who feels this way. He works in Singapore. So in a very like nice area, I like yeah. to think so for what he talks. So I was like, wow, you feel that way up there. So it's okay mm-hmm. to feel this way. Um, when I talked to Dr. Jose Medina, who is like the guru of the dual language education, um, he taught me that, you know, our jobs as education, as educators is to go in the classroom and like he calls it, disrupt the hell out of it. Disrupt the hell of, out of everything and 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 be who you are and embrace who you are because it is beautiful to be different. It's okay to be different. It's not only okay, but it is a beautiful thing. And now by doing so, you are giving permission to other kids to hey, it's okay to be different. It's Okay, to have an accent or to have a darker skin or mm-hmm. to you know or, or to look different. It's it's beautiful. Don't don't feel bad about it. Don't don't apologize for it. You don't have to. So I it's it's amazing From everybody I talk to. Like you always walk kind out of of these conversations with something that you bring with you in your teaching back. And mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like it makes you feel a little more like, I don't want to say powerful because it sounds like I'm talking like if I am a, a superhero. You are, it, <laughs>
0: you, you are for sure. <laughs> for sure,
2: Thank you. But it does make me feel a little more at ease, more, more mm-hmm. confident, more, it, it allows me to, hey, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got right. this.
1: And, you know, I always, every time we talk with someone, I say, I either learn a lesson, something that I never knew, or I confirm something that I thought that I should have been doing. And so for me, every time I have a conversation, it's like I get an opportunity to peek into another classroom. I get to peek into another situation to see what's going on over there and how does that relate to where we are? Because we know, I mean, regardless, I teach, I, I try to teach from a humanistic standpoint. Uh, I believe that there are certain things as human beings, regardless of your political ideology, regardless of your religious background, your ethnicity, there are certain human behaviors, certain human traits that are universal. And I teach that way. And I think every time I speak with someone on the podcast, it, it confirms that connectivity, that our struggles, I mean, I think we were in uh new mexico me talking with uh, a professor from the university of prioria in south africa and she made the statement that they were struggling with teacher attrition because it was hard to get teachers who wanted to stay in the classroom and i'm thinking to myself wait a minute we're struggling with that same thing here in america you know so it kind of again that connectivity that we're all going through the exact same thing so we need you know mediums like your podcast our podcast so that our listeners and our audiences can see hey look you know what it's not as bad and there's some people giving some pretty cool tips for free
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah for free <laughs> yeah for sure
2: that's what we do is like i don't the other day someone asked me oh you must be doing pretty good how much money are you making and i'm like i just love i'm like, seriously having <laughs> <laughs> I make a yeah. ton. <laughs> yeah. I'm not any for the money, girl. Like I'm not mm-hmm. making any money. Like no, and I, and right now, I, I that's not what I'm looking into it. That's it's not how it works. You don't do it for, the, for the money or it's to become growth. yes or to become like growth. quote unquote like famous. Like
0: mm-hmm.
2: it feels I, good to learn and it feels good to help other ones. Yeah, that's that's what
0: we do is I'm, i'm interested as you know an immigrant and the only latina at your school do do people expect that you understand what it's like for all immigrants and all latino people like do they assume that just because you're latina you understand what everybody's going through what
2: do, you, what do you mean when, like, do they understand that I assume what, when you say everybody, who do you mean by everybody? You mean like other immigrants or you mean like... Yeah,
0: like, do do people ask you to speak for other immigrants and things like that because...
2: You- oh, yeah, yeah, they, they do. And I love that they do that. Like, I, I love that they do. I I I am very lucky to be at the school where, where I am at. Like, I, I think that I am dispassionate and I decided to start my podcast because I saw myself learning so, so much and growing so, so much. And so you get to this point up high where you feel, I feel like content with life. I I feel pleased. I I feel accomplished. That's the word. I feel accomplished. And and when you feel that way, you are like, now what's next? Oh my gosh, I got to share this with them because I got to bring them up here with me. And part of that is is the awesome school where I work at, and it's, it's the support that I get. Is my principal, is my my like colleagues, my kids who I love. Like it's that, but, but yeah, they, they they do expect me to like explain things and I love when they do like I love when when my principal calls me and tells me can you please come and talk to a parent and tell a parent this and and (laughs) sometimes some weird things that I don't want to say but I love being able to to help and to have a different perspective because of what I've been through
0: so so in your 11 years in in America how did you go from like coming here to now being an educator
2: um so I came because, like I said, I wanted to learn English. Um, so I came um, and it, as an au pair. An au pair is a nanny who comes and, like, work with kids and teach them, you know, their, their native language, and, and then you take care of them. Um, and then I, I decided that I wanted to stay because I fall in love with this country. Like, I love America, and, and I always argue that we immigrants lo- have a, a love for America and an appreciation that um, a native doesn't have because it costs me a lot of work to to be able to call myself an American citizen. It costs me a lot of work and tears and money and all of this extra work that, for example, a native didn't have to. It was given to you, so you don't appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. well, oh, oh, mm-hmm. no not as much maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't, I don't want to sound like people. Oh, what do you know? Like, no, it just, I feel that a lot of people don't appreciate this as much as we do. Um, so I decided that I wanted to stay and I, I met my husband, I fell in love, you know, we got married and because I didn't know English, my English was very broken. Um, I started to work in the restaurant business and I worked in the restaurant business for about three years. And um, as I was like getting better with my English so that I could like, you know, like legalize and translate all of my credentials. And and one day I was fired from my job, like after three years of working at this huge casino and making good money, (laughs) because it was good money that you made as a waitress. I was fired, and I remember leaving that casino in tears because up until that point, I have never been fired in my whole life. I was like, "What?" Like, I made a stupid mistake in in the computer. I I, I put on an, an order wrong. That they ordered chicken, and I said steak. And my boss didn't like that, and basically that's why I I got fired. So I went home and cried for for like two weeks. I I was like depressed, and I, and I told my husband, I was like. I don't want to be a waitress anymore. I I never enjoy it. I make good money, but it didn't make me proud. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way I got treated. I didn't like the way, like, man, look at me. Um, And I told him, I got to find something that I love. I don't care if I don't make any money. I don't care if I, but I'm going to find a job that I love. And so I saw an opening for a bilingual preschool and they were looking for a license Bilingual teacher, of course, I didn't have a license to teach, um, but still, I I I went and applied, and they were uh, so I went. They called me for the interview, and the owner of the preschool was like, you know, we really like you, but you don't have the license. So she like offered me to stay. She's like, I'm gonna let you stay stay for three months while we find the teacher, and then you know I will have to let you go. And I was, would you take it? And I was so desperate for a job and to try something new. I didn't I, I knew I like kids. That I knew because I was an operant and I always enjoy kids. So mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. You know, deal, deal. So I I have no idea if I was gonna be overwhelmed working with I think we have like 15 kids. I I, I have no idea. I just knew that I wanted to try something different. And after just a few weeks, I was like, wow, I love this for the first time, like. My, for the first time in a long time, my job had an impact on someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to do this. And then after three months, um, when the time came for me to leave the school, she called me into the office and she said to me, um, I, I can't fire you. I can't let you go because the kids love you. The parents love you. You've been great with the teachers. Um, I, let me help you. Let, let me you know, help you go to school so that you, I, I see that you have a bachelor's. Let's see what we can do uh with that in here, so she helped me like go to school and and get my license and waited for me to get my license and and I was there in that daycare for three years and I thought that that's what I wanted to do. I thought that I wanted to teach preschool or little kids and then an opportunity opened up somewhere and I applied to be a substitute for a high school teacher and for a yeah a substitute for for a high school teaching position and i got it and i started to teach high school and wow i love it yeah. like if i love being a preschool teacher at uh, 10 times being a high school teacher I-, I love it a million times and i was wow. like this is hmm. it this is what i want to do the rest of my life so you know i i finished i got my license and then my masters and here we are today
1: so you prefer teaching high school <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> See, I started my career at the ninth grade level, and it did not take me but a year uh, before I realized that my, my my superpowers were not built for that age group. And so I went down to middle school because it just wasn't, um, yeah, it, it, that, that's a different, I think the level of high school you teach may be the difference. Like mm-hmm. if you're in, like if I was teaching 11th or 12th grade, classes or maybe like some pre-AP classes I could probably do it but teaching ninth grade
2: (sighs) I teach nine to 12 I teach Spanish Mm -hmm. so my class is an elective so that means that in a classroom I can have anywhere from freshman to junior oh I love it it's amazing to be able to interact (laughs) with little adults as I call them Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that I love I, I I, I guess I like that even more because it was the first time that, that I was able to find myself in an environment where adults respected me. Like, you know, I came from working in the restaurant business before. I came from being an au pair and everybody looked down on me. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, you go to the back you know, of the room, you go get the worst section in the restaurant, you go do, you know, what everybody else doesn't do. So when I found myself... In a high school, and everybody were quote unquote adults because we're talking about kids between, I don't know, 14, 15 to 18. Um, they all respected me. They all treated me with kindness, with love. And and that's what made me fall in love with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can be treated with respect, mm-hmm. you know, by not only by little kids, it was, I, I knew I got little kids. It's, it's easier to get the hearts of, of little kids of three and four year old preschoolers, but to be able to feel that way by little adults and, and, and my colleagues, it, it made me feel like this is it, this is, this is what I wanna do.
0: Okay, I, I gotta ask a sidebar question because I, was, I took three years of Spanish in high school and it's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't continue doing it into college, like into my adult life because I moved to Houston where <laughs> all of the family speak Spanish um, so my question is, how do you, I mean, are you, how do you work with your kids to show them that, you know, Spanish is not just an elective class, but like Spanish or any foreign language is like a real skill and a real asset to them?
2: Oh, so I tell them my story. I, I, I hated English when I was in Colombia. I never pay attention in class, in English class, because like I always thought in, not even in college, like i talked three years of english in college and i learned nothing nothing because i always told mom what do i want english for like what what do i want I'm english going for? to
1: america uh, no
2: that was, the, <laughs> my dream. I was i was like i don't need this i don't want this this is not gonna be of any use in the future and i tell them now look at me now where i am <laughs> like look at me now where i am like, are you kidding me and I tell them it doesn't matter what field you're gonna go in. it doesn't matter if you're gonna be an engineer, a doctor, a teacher and I'm like, why do, whatever you're gonna go if you're gonna go be a doctor, don't you think you're gonna have Spanish people? I you speak my language, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to understand me so so let me let me hire you so i I try to let them see that that it's not just to pass the class but in, in today's world like the population is just growing and growing. I think I was reading the other day. It's like we are like 45% of, there's like 45% of Spanish wow. people in America. That's a huge percentage. And it's only going higher and higher. So it's, they, you don't see it that way right now, but it's going to be a necessity tomorrow. Like everybody's going to have a bachelor's when they graduate. Everybody, I mean, when they go, right now, everybody has a bachelor's or mm-hmm. everybody has a master's. So you're gonna go apply for a job, and, and they're gonna ask you, so what do you have? Oh, I have a bachelor's and a master. Oh yeah, so do 70 more people. Do you have, do you have any other you know, specialties? Oh, I'm bilingual. Oh, you are mm-hmm. bilingual, come here, <laughs> right? You gotta have a, an extra card. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I tell them.
1: You know, it's funny because when I was in high school, I wanted to take, uh, I wanted to take French. Uh, my, my my middle name is Veronique. My aunt named me and gave me the French name Veronique. So I was always very curious about the French language. And so when I got to high school, they were like, ah, oh, don't take French. You're going to take Spanish. You need to learn Spanish. So I took Spanish because that was what the counselors pushed me toward. Well, then my very first year in college, I ended up taking a trip to France. Go figure that. See... So it's like, you know, when you're looking at these things, you have to push kids to say, learn as much as you can, you know, get everything. I don't think we really focus in and dial in on students saying, stop looking at it from a grade standpoint and look at it from a growth standpoint. You're making yourself better. You're building yourself up. And like you said, that little toolbox. Oh, I have a bachelor's. Okay. So the 78 other people. I have a master's. Okay. You knocked out 18. So does 60 other people. Oh, go. I speak Spanish and French. Oh wait a minute we don't Ooh. have anybody who speaks spanish or french so guess what you just moved yourself ahead of 75 people just because of one skill set that you've learned and we have to go from that it's not about a grade you can get a, i told them grades are subjective i can put a grade on for anything you showed up in class that's a 100. you sat on your desk that's a 100. i can do grades any day but are you growing as a person Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I couldn't do the little kids because I can't have conversations like that with preschoolers. But I can talk to my 6th, 7th, and 8th graders like that because they're becoming what you get, you know? And that's probably where you see that sense of, hey, I can actually have conversations with them, and they understand. They get me. I get them. And so it's easier. It's like a more of a common ground that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. when you're doing that and trying to get them to grow.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Mm. Hmm. well so i mean we're get, we're getting to the point where we should kind of start to wrap up today but i do want you to ask her your yoga questions because you did say you that's one of the things you wanted to start uh doing and she happens to be a yoga expert so let's let's talk a little bit about yoga
1: <laughs> yeah um so uh, let's talk about yoga and teaching let's bring those two together because i i, I do meditation i believe in meditation um like that's one of my daily things, I, my, I'm all off if I don't give me at least 15, 20 minutes of just visualization, of just clearing my mind and gathering my thoughts. So how does yoga and teaching, how do those two kind of go together? Because In my mind, I believe every teacher should meditate.
0: Yes. I believe
1: every teacher should, you know, now that I'm learning more about yoga, every teacher should probably do yoga at some point, even if it's just a couple of times a week. But in you from your experience. What are those benefits for teachers who do you do yoga?
2: Um. So yoga. I when I think about my life and, and what yoga has done for me, it, it literally changed my life. Like I, I thought I was okay, right? I went to a yoga class the first time because I was like, I just want to lose a few pounds, and and that's it. And and I kept showing up. I kept showing up, and I thought that I was doing it for it. But in the way, oh, it, 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 I. It, it showed me who I was. It showed me all the pain that I've been dealing with. I could literally split my life. My life, it is, I always talk about my life My life before yoga, my life after yoga. Before yoga, I, ha- I was someone with, like, who had zero self-love, self-respect, um, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, didn't think I was capable, didn't think I was worth it. Didn't think I deserve to to be someone. Um, What can yoga do for teachers? I think that yoga can do for teachers what it has done to me, which you go and you show up. And and yes, it is a physical workout. Yes, you you sweat. Yes, you you become uh, more flexible, but you go in an exploration inwardly. And it's this exploration that heals you from the inside out. That, that you think that you are doing uh, yoga poses or asanas, as we call them. You think that you're doing asanas. That's what it looks like from, the, from, a, from an outside point. But you are healing yourself. You are letting all the pain out. You are letting all, those, all the stress, all the frustration. And, and as you do that... So every time I walk out of class, I feel lighter, but I also feel so much stronger, so much better. It teaches a person that it is okay to be whoever you are. It teaches a person that you don't have to compete with anyone. This is not a, I gotta be better than you, than he, or than she. The only person that you are competing with against is the person standing in your mouth. That is you. You look at the other people around you, you know, in a, in a yoga room, you look at the other yogis, or, or in a school, you look at the other teachers to find inspiration, to be like, that's wonderful. You do that, let me try that. Oh, look what she did, look what he did. That's, you, you let other ones inspire you, but you don't let them intimidate you and make you think that, that what you're doing is not okay. Everybody's journey is different. So it, it, it gives you a lot of acceptance. And, and once you you learn to accept yourself, you learn to love yourself. You learn to embrace yourself. You learn to be proud of yourself. I never said the words, I'm proud of myself, you know, before yoga, never. I'm proud of myself, whoa. That was something that that, that wasn't in my dictionary. I never said those words in Spanish in Colombia. And I live a happy life. I had a beautiful family. My, my life was beautiful in Colombia. And I, I never acknowledged myself for anything. But, but yoga teaches you that. And, and, and it cleans you out. So we teachers, we go through our days and we go, 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 go. And we give, 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 give. And how are you taking? What are you doing for you? So you go, you give them, you teach them, you write, you make them grow. And then when you go home, so, so then, then who takes care of you? Who, who does you? You go do the kids, the grade, the, the lesson. And what are you gonna do for yourself, girl? What are you gonna do? What are you doing for you? And you have to do it one or two hours a week. You have to do it every single day. And some days I just sit in my mat and I just breathe for a few minutes and meditate. Some days my practice is you know, strong and, and flows and some days I can do everything and some days I can do anything. And that's, that's how it works at school, right? Sometimes sometimes the lesson works, sometimes the kids are awesome, sometimes they have pain. <laughs> that's, that's how it is, right? But then you keep doing it. You go back and enroll your mat every single day because every single day is a different experience. Even if you do the exact same, you can do the exact same practice every single day you will have a different experience because your body, the way your body feels, the way your mind feels, is different. So no matter, you can be doing, I did the exact same practice for about five years. Seriously, the exact same practice for five years. I went to the studio where they taught Baptist yoga and, and they taught to the book, exact same practice. And I never had the same practice twice. It was always different. Wow so i think it makes you strong it makes you i do think it makes you powerful i do think it makes it makes you feel and realize that you're beautiful just the way you are now today you are an excellent teacher just the way you are today you care if you care all right then i don't doubt you are a teacher it gives you those realization and then you go down and then you i teach my kids that and and i i love the fact that you know, now they, 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 they want to talk about yoga every day. <laughs> sometimes they come to my, I teach yoga one, once a week at night. So sometimes they come to my, to my class on Tuesday nights and it's cute to have them. It's cute, to inspire them. It's cute <laughs> when they come and tell me, look at senora, look, look at what I did, look at the pose that I did. Look at, you know, so it's, it's cute.
1: Uh, and, it's a, I, I, con- and it's a connection point and yes. they're, they're thinking they're taking part in something that you're sharing with them. So they feel a connection to you, but they don't see that inner healing that you just talked about that's taking place. They don't, they like they, that. <clears throat> I think that you're exposing them to something that by the time they grow into it, they're going to, I mean, it's going to blow their minds to where they're going to go because they're starting so young. You know, and that's what I tell the kid all the time. We're giving you information that if we were your age, we didn't get. So now we're giving it to you so that by the time you reach us, you're going to be light years ahead of where we are. I think the goal of any teacher should be to make sure that their students are better than them.
2: Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. You know, so... They they okay. ask me those questions they they like like questions like this like what has yoga has done for you and they ask me questions like that what what does yoga teaches you señora why, why is so it's, it's because of yoga that you are like this it, and I tell them and like you say I know that they don't see that and I know that they sometimes think that I'm talking about some witchcraft I don't know that's that's what I, I think but but but, but I hope that I, I am like putting that, that little seat in, in their brains. And so they get curious about it. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna go to college, and some of them do try, and some of them do, do, do start practice, and some of them don't. But I cannot wait for one of them to call me in 10 years from now, or five, or eight, and say, wow, Senora, you know, you, you did, you know, you were right with yoga. Like, I, I've been doing it for so long, and this mm-hmm. is what you have done for me. And I hope that you know when they see like a yoga studio, oh, they think about me perhaps, and and, mm-hmm. and maybe be like, maybe I'll go and practice because I used to talk about this so so much. Maybe I'll go and 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 give it a try. So that's what I hope. I hope that I that I do get them to inspire too. Right now they're kids, they're kids, and and, and I, I I know that you know that that's no. Their priorities. They they mm-hmm. are. I tell them, you you guys are teenagers. Oh, you you feel the best you're gonna feel in your life. You feel energized, alive. Mm-hmm. You can eat whatever you want. Your metabolism <laughs> is faster, right? Nothing aches, no pains, and nothing.
1: Just oh, keep wait living. up!
2: Wait <laughs> up! Right. Wait up.
1: Just wait. Keep keep keep. Like I, my my grandma used to always say, keep getting up. Yes. Keep getting up. <laughs> if yes. you keep getting up, eventually something you're going to start feeling it. And for somebody a little more seasoned than most, um, <clears throat> see, I, I took that shot at myself, Kyle. Um, I understand yeah.
2: that. <laughs> I, I, I think that honestly, if, if we all did yoga, this world would be a better place. Like mm-hmm. it, it also makes you more, I don't know why, but it makes you more compassionate, and not just with yourself. But with others because you go to a yoga room and you go oh i can do this i'm not able to do that and then you are like oh it's okay and then when i see the yogis like whenever i see a new yogi walking like when they say it's my first yoga class like i'm there in my mat praying that they come back because i know that they need this mm-hmm. and, and and so when i see them struggling like sometimes what i do like if i'm practicing if i'm and if i'm not teaching so when I see a new person like struggling in their math, I will like go and drop down to child's pose and they do that. They, because the new people, that's the idea that you go to a yoga room and you look at everybody and try to do as everybody else do. And you think that you have to keep up. You think, uh-huh. oh, I have to do this. I have to keep up. No, you don't. This is not an aerobics class. This is not a spinning class. <laughs> the instructor is not there. Yeah, let's go. Whoa, let's go. Come on, come on. No, it's a, it's a breathing practice. The only thing that you have to do is breathe. Please breathe. Are you breathing? Then you're doing the yoga. That's it. You don't have to do the I pose. You it. don't. You don't have to hold the nothing. So when I'm practicing next to someone that I notice is new, I drop to child's pose more often because I see them struggling and I know that they have to go to child's pose, get some energy, and then you you join us. So I go and they do that, and then I'm like, oh, I got like, yay! Now now they are now they are able to join the group and 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 be a little better and. It teaches you that to 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 feel for others, to 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 be kinder, to be compassionate. Is uh, I wish everybody did yoga. I think that we we will be we will be a better world if we all did. You know,
1: hearing you talk about it right now, it just it 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 it, it kind of embodies what we say. It's our little catchphrase is that value adds value, which is yoga adds value to you as an individual, which then in turn shines the light through you outside to add value to everyone around you and helps you to see their value, help you see their brilliance. Because again, you know, even, you know, um, uh, what's the book, in- Aspire, that we, j- that we read uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago. You know, he talks about one of the words, Namaste, which is, you know, a staple in-, in yoga. You know, everyone, Namaste. But what it's saying is that I'm saluting, I see and recognize and salute the greatness that's in you. Not, oh, I see you as an immigrant, or I see you as a black person, or I see you as a privileged person. No, I salute the greatness in you. And I can't see your greatness until I first understand my own personal greatness. Because it's, yes. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not a competition. It's not a competition. It's it's not a competition. It's a it's a collaborative that we're working together. And what, like you say, if everyone focused their minds around that, we will grow to a better place to where we're not so focused on the problem we're focused on solving the problem getting solutions I, I
2: love what you just said that i see the greatness in in you because that's namaste like i i see the greatness in you the love the light the beauty in you because it is also within me and i love mm-hmm. what what will said that that it helps people you know to do that And yes, I agree. If you don't find your greatness, if you don't find your love first, you are not going to be able to see the greatness in other ones. I'm like, if you tell me, like I hear my kids and and when they tell me, my my kids are not allowed to to say anything bad to themselves, nothing. They can't say I hate myself. They can't say the word, I'm going to fail. The word fail is not allowed in my classroom. Do not come in my classroom with that. And I tell them, and, and so, but why can I say I hate myself? I'm like, because so when you tell me, Senora, I love you, and if I hear you saying I hate myself, you cannot love me if you hate yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't. You cannot love me if you hate yourself. You cannot love your mom, your peers, if you hate yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you love yourself, once you find that greatness within yourself, only then you'll be able to find the greatness within the other one. Mm-hmm. I heard this story the the other day in a podcast where they say will you take a share from a naked man if a naked man is walking down the, uh, no if an, if a naked man is walking down the street and you're cold and if he goes here take this shirt, would you take it you're going to be like no i'm cold but you're naked cover up yourself first right mm-hmm. so it is, it is that's that's, that's what yoga does to us it, it helps us discover that And everybody has a greatness. everybody has a uniqueness Mm -hmm. and because it is a a journey within yourself that you go on this exploration you will find that like first you will Mm -hmm. get rid of all of that that's not serving you all the pain aches you know all that you've been like carrying on your shoulder for years you wake up every morning and you think that you slept wrong on your neck and you go oh i slept wrong on my neck yeah but you've been feeling that you've been dealing with that neck pain for for months or for years Mm -hmm. that's not that you slept wrong those are those are fears. Those are, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's pain that you've been carrying around for years. Go to yoga. Wow. Do the yoga. And then the yoga will do you. You do the ah,
1: yoga. Then the yoga, and then the
2: yoga does you.
0: I love it. Mm, man. I love it. Well, well <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking, Will, that's a good, that's as good a spot <laughs> in any. I mean.
1: Yeah, that, that, yeah. Man, I, thank you. I needed that because i'm actually when we get done here i'm gonna go and i'm gonna make sure i sign up for me a class and i'm gonna oh. sign up for the class this week to make sure i go because again i can say again i've been curious about it and you just inspired me to really want to oh. do it more so thank you
0: <laughs> if
2: thank i inspire you. one person that's that's my job that's what i mean. saying. <laughs> if i get to inspire one i just want to inspire one that, hey, that's, that's it I, I did my job today i did it mm-hmm. yay well <laughs> <laughs> maybe kyle would join
0: you (laughs) uh well yeah you know i could start doing i i was just remembering like there were times where i've done a solid yoga practice and and it's helped me and i know that i have like in my stack of movies i know there's a couple yoga dvds in there and i'm like i could just take those out and be doing those it's better than, than nothing that i was doing
2: Kyle, but if you go on YouTube, there are only about 55 million of free yoga classes. So in case your, your video yeah. does, you know, doesn't work, that's, please
1: yeah. trust me. Right. Go to
2: YouTube. There are only 55, million <laughs> yoga classes that you can you can choose from. Like, and seriously, some of them are really good. Really good. Like you just go and, and you got to try a few and then you find the teacher that you like. And that's the thing. People go to classes and they go, yeah, I it and I didn't like it. How many times did you go? Like, oh, I went, I went once. I didn't like it. I'm like, I went to my first yoga class and I hated it. Like, strongly hated it. Only mm-hmm. reason why I kept going back is because I, they made me buy this ten class thing. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> back then, I didn't know any English. So whatever people offer me, I went like, yes, yes. Because I didn't know how to ask. What is this for? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how to ask yeah. questions. So they offered me a 10 class pass, whatever thing. And I say, yes. And I was like, dang it, why did I buy this 10 class? I hate this. This is awful. Why is people doing this to themselves? Yeah, and I went to a- the second time and I was like, I'm just going to find out why everybody keeps coming and then that's it. Then I'm not going to come back because I'm not doing this to myself. I hate this. I don't feel well. I don't feel comfortable. I don't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to do anything, how to move, how to breathe. And then after those 10 classes, I saw a little bit of a, of a change, a little bit. Then I was maybe, maybe I keep trying this, and here mm. we are. Uh, I think it's been eight years. Oh, wow! So, so I've been studying, practicing, and 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 teaching yoga about eight years.
0: Nice. So so before we wrap up here, for the people that want to find you, whether it's online or on your podcast, where can they do that?
2: Um, I am on my podcast, Empower Teaching, and on Instagram. That's that's where I hang out. Empower Teaching podcast. Um, I, I, gotta get myself a website. I know I have to, but, uh, oh, it is so much. It's so <laughs> much. Mm-hmm. I'm a mom too. And I, and I like to, you know, spend my days whatever I can with my baby. And, um, mm-hmm. and I teach it, it's always, I, I, I can go on and on. And so, but right now just, you know, my podcast and power teaching podcast and on Instagram, that's, that's, that's what I hang out the most.
0: Awesome. Well, any, Will, anything you want to add? And I'll let, you, I'll let you do the send-off here, man.
1: Well, I, we just have, we, we always like to ask the same questions uh, to every uh, teacher, every educator, every uh, constituent, every lover of education, education, these last two questions. So what is the one thing that you think all students should be taught?
2: They should be taught about self-love. self-love. They should be taught... About how to embrace themselves and love themselves and accept themselves for who they are. If you worry about the wellness of a child um, in a whole, from a whole point of view, if you get that child healthy in their in their mind, in their brain. I work with high schoolers. And, and when they walked into my classroom, they already deal with so many self-love issues they already are competing because they want to be the prettiest one they want to be the coolest one quote-unquote cool um, that's not it that's not all and, and I feel that that because of that because they are worried on the on the they have the wrong priorities I feel that 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 prevent them from, from mm-hmm. getting to the places you know that they should get so I, I think self-love should be taken more seriously in schools and with that i also think that um, social media which has nothing to do with that but i think that kids should be taught social media um, in schools now because where we're going the it doesn't matter what career they're going into they are gonna need a brand they are gonna need Mm -hmm. to promote their business they are gonna need to know all of these things, and instead of us going against the Instagram, the, the I call it the Facebook Telegram. Stop going on your Facebook Telegram. That's what I tell them. Still laughing. <laughs> so
1: Telegrams.
2: So I right instead of us going against that, can we teach them how to use it properly? Can we teach them because there are so you know, look at us. We're we're talking today because of what I first bumped into you guys on Instagram. Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful yeah so if they if they will know that hey you can go on instagram not only to check the kardashians but you can go on instagram to find out more about who you are or to Mm -hmm. to learn how to you know perfect your craft Mm -hmm. they will do better so i think those two things self-love and and social media will Mm. do a lot of wonders for them
1: Mm. okay awesome and The last question we want to ask is, as an educator, what do you want your legacy to be?
2: Um, I thought about this one, because you guys sent me this one um, on the question that you sent me. Um, And I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, I I just want them to say, she was kind and she cared. She Mm. was kind Mm. and she cared. She really cared. She cared about us, and she was real. That's all
0: perfect well gosh we're, we're gonna have to we're for sure gonna set that time to come on your podcast oh please uh, it's
2: a dream i'll be so uh, honored to but, have you but
0: thank you for taking some time with us on this saturday and and being on our show oh yeah.
2: kyle and will thank you so much it's a tremendous honor you are doing a lot for us teachers thank, thank you for everything that you do like Like, if one is struggling, you know, with, like, the classroom and teaching and anything that has to do with education, like, I just go on your podcast and there are, like, more than a hundred options. Every time I listen to a podcast, like, of you guys, like, I either laugh or learn or go, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you know, it's empowering to hear all the stories of everybody that you have. It's so empowering. So, seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the work that you do for us because we only get to hear the podcast but there's a lot of work that i now go behind the scenes mm-hmm. people don't get to see that so right. thank you, thank you